Hey everybody, want to welcome you to this week's episode of the Get Your Geek On podcast. As always, we are your hosts, Charles Kiewatz. Robert Dokes. Anthony Arsenio. Taking a look at this week's latest and greatest geek news. And starting off with some great breaking Flash news that pretty much took over the internet the past couple days. And that is that Kid Flash has finally been revealed. Wally West confirmed to be donning a suit in this season of The Flash. And pretty iconic. I'd say it's, it's, it's like a classic really, really suit. close to the Kid Flash suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than like the little belt buckle thing, I think that they pretty much nailed it to the T there. And I kind of miss Wally's red hair popping out the top. The only thing I couldn't tell from the, the photos is if the chest symbol's gold or red. It was kind of hard to tell, but uh, really interesting to see what they're going to do. So got to start right off the bat. What are your thoughts on Wally now confirmed to get his powers and to be a Flash? I, I definitely want to see how they're going to do this. If they, they've shown the suit. What do they got in store for us this season? I want to know. It's I don't understand how they're going to just jump right into it. Maybe, like we said, it, that Barry doesn't have his powers and Wally's the Flash in this world. I, I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with that, but I, I'm i just interested to see how they're going to differentiate him from Barry. Because you, maybe you obviously got to make his lightning different than that, but you can't just have two of the same guy with the same power. you got to find a way to make him unique, especially if they plan on keeping him around longer than just until the Flashpoint timeline Wally merged. in the comics was more of like an innovator. Like He would use the Speed Force to do cooler things than Barry did. Barry was fast and he was very he was faster than Wally but Wally could do funkier things like make a suit out of the speed force or use the speed force for advantage he could take speed from a speedster or grant temporary speed to normal sped people I kind of wish they had gone with the silver though just because I feel like it's a little too close to the reverse flash for me like granted mm. you have the red differentiating but that yellow it's literally the exact same tone of yellow like they didn't even change it up a little bit so mm. I could I mean we're picking apart tiny things here one of the bigger things I thought that broke today that was some, the first set photos have obviously started to leak, and we have a look at an unknown speedster now, a black-suited, orange, highlighted speedster. Some say it's the new 52 Black Racer. Uh, some say that it is just an unknown speedster possibly created for the Flashpoint timeline. Obviously, I just showed you guys the picture before we went on. What are your thoughts on who this could possibly be? I love be? how it definitely looks like Tom Felton under the mask, but, I mean, you can't be sure. But I love how all these bad speedsters just have different colored flash suits. It's, it's With, like the lightning bolts on the ears and everything. There's a tailor out there that is just getting constant work yeah. every time they shoot one of these. But it's interesting to see. Uh, Robert, I mean, do you have any speculation on who you think this guy could be? Oh, I'd like it to be Godspeed, but I don't think it's going to be that. No way. If they're going to go Godspeed, they're going to just go like straight up comic. They're going oh, comic, but I, th- I think what it's going to be is, since we talked a little bit about it at the end of the flash, we saw the, the, black, the black flash. I think it might be something along those lines. And speaking of Godspeed real quick, I saw an amazing meme and I'm not a big meme guy, but it it was just such a true fact that DC is back at the point in comics now where with just an image and a name, the hype that they have built around the character. There's already Godspeed cosplays. People are already like, mm. people are absolutely enthralled with the idea of this character and you don't know a thing the new about him yet. Flash come, the new issue of Flash comes out today. Yeah, I, sure. I can't wait to go pick it up and so does Hal Jordan the court. But I mean, think about that. When have you ever seen hype like that around a character that we know nothing about yet? It's been a long time. Yeah. That, so that's a really cool thing. Where I'm happy DC's back in the game. Like, they're killing it right now. Really? But, and so... 
now it's official. All DC shows are up and filming right now in Vancouver, which, as we got up there the week early, releasing the suit, things like that. There's no way they're not bringing a sizzle reel to Comic-Con. Uh, so next week's episode will be our Comic-Con special for everyone to know. So it's going to be all just reports from everything, Hall H, whatever we get for leaked photos, videos, you name it, we'll be going over it. Uh, but just touching on The Flash, really interesting to see what they're going with that early, too. Because you got to figure they're, they're maybe at episode two now. So they're jumping in really quick with this stuff. Um, that's going to wrap it up for Flash a little bit. So you guys want to touch on anything else on those real quick? But I just miss it. I just miss the Flash. We're so close, though, that it's like it's the itch is starting to get filled. Because even just the set photos and stuff are kind of like a methadone fix to me. Yeah. It'll, <laughs> it'll get me through until we need to. Uh, unfortunately, we do have to touch on the subject that apparently Pokemon Go has taken over the planet. It has. It's definitely yeah. taken over my Facebook feed for the past five days, which I can't stand. Uh, but obviously the app has taken over the planet. Lots of great things. One of the, the interesting things at, at work is uh, we work in a mall, uh, unfortunately, and stores are now putting up like Pokemon for customers only signs and things like that. You're like you're literally seeing it, and now you can apparently buy uh, the ability to turn your business into a Poke Stop, so you can actually draw customers in that way. Oh, that's crazy! Yeah, so it's interesting to see what they're doing with all that stuff. But it's kind of revolutionary the fact that an app that kicked off five days ago ha- already has as many daily users as Twitter. That's I- I've that's- seen like last night I was in down the downtown area from where I live, and it's probably almost midnight I saw about 250 people downtown walking around trying to catch a squirtle but I mean it's goofy but I also saw like people becoming friends over it and like yeah, yeah. meeting people each other are meeting up and things like that and you're getting exercise and all that stuff but that's one thing I've noticed like here at the Beverly Common there's been groups because you have to like defend different places yeah, and things like, like the, that so the there's gyms. been groups like literally hold up for like hours at a time in shifts I feel bad stuff. for the people that are living in historic houses that are gyms and did there's just people see, outside their house all day, every single day. Did you see the the Holocaust one? So someone was playing it at the National Holocaust oh, Museum. Yeah, I did see that. And the Pokemon there was the gas Pokemon, the purple one. Gasoline. Why? Why is why? Why? Well, it's kind of neat. Like if you're, I mean, kind of neat. It's not uh, really neat. No, no, that's not what I mean. Uh, uh, just in like terms of gameplay, like if you're by the water, you'll find water Pokemon. If you're in like downtown Salem, where there's all these haunted houses, you get the ghost ghastlies type. everywhere. Well, so. one of the things I found interesting is the interesting events that it's leading to. Obviously, unfortunately, there was a girl that found a body while she was looking for one. Uh, there's kids that have been stabbed and mugged because people are setting them up. But I would think by far the funniest one to me was the guy that got busted cheating because after. He went to his ex-girlfriend's house to hook up in her hallway. He couldn't resist catching a ratata, and apparently a GPS tags wherever you catch your Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So when his current girlfriend opened up the app to go play, and suddenly caught a ratata and opened the location, it was the ex-girlfriend's house. So he got busted that way and lost the relationship. So it's funny that it's making friendships and breaking relationships at the same time. Just like Pokemon, that will be all we will ever talk about Pokemon Go, unless somehow it leads to the assassination of Donald Trump. But. uh <laughs> One interesting bit of news today is that Daisy Ridley and John Boyoga have wrapped for episode eight. Mark mm-hmm. Hamill wraps next week, so it looks like things are finally getting up. So I think we could possibly get a trailer at Comic Con. I mean, if they're that far in, or some type of cool teaser. So, some type of cool teaser. I'm not too sure if they're going to go. Disney's really, really tight-lipped. With this. <laughs> well, they cracked they cracked down on the set leaks, so that because you know, that was something that was earlier uh, that happened earlier, but now it seems like. Uh, 
You know, they might give us something at Comic-Con, but who knows? I can't wait for Comic-Con. God damn. Which, that's one of the things that we were talking about here. Hopefully these guys uh, don't leave us in the next year, but thanks to some great finagling by uh, people at the Nerdorama Network and some great finagling on my part, it looks like we will be attending next year San Diego Comic-Con as press. We just have to work out the uh, accommodations for hotels and things like that, but that's the easy part. But that's number one thing on my bucket list ever is to Same attend here. San Diego Comic-Con. It's just—I don't even think it's just the convention at this point. It's literally just the entire experience, the of spectacle everything of everything. It. So it's going to be really cool uh, for that part of it. But we want to move into a little bit about something we don't really haven't talked about that much on this show, and that's anime. Uh, I'm not necessarily the world's biggest anime fan, but I have my shelf up. I'm a giant Dragon Ball Z fan. Uh, but one thing I am excited about is One Punch Man is making his U.S. debut on Toonami, and uh, I know Robert, what you were talking about, that you're excited for that as well. well. I've seen it because it's—I've seen One Punch Man because it was. On who the uh, uh, subversion was on Hulu, maybe about early uh, in spring, and so to have it make its debut on Toonami is huge for the larger community. But it, it's a really, really fun anime uh, that kind of makes fun of anime. The trailer is so funny because he's just so lazy. But I was like, yeah, man, I used to love being a superhero. <laughs> I've never seen it or heard of it. Uh, so it's basically this guy that can defeat anybody that with one. Liter- punch. Literally, he just punches a guy and they will explode it's <laughs> just one just one so he kills people with one punch it's just they'll have like these huge and giant threats and there's this superhero organization and they fight these threats and you have these mega super battles and he just shows up and it's like dink but it's gotten to the point where he's so just over it he's like yeah, yeah man like it sucks I gotta wake up I gotta be a superhero he's like I used to love it but now there's nobody I can't beat with one so it's just like the most lazy thing where even in the battle He's just like, all right, man. Uh, Wow, that's interesting. I'll have to check that out. And he tries to make it interesting. I think it's on. Is it on Netflix or Amazon? you can find it? You can you can find it on Hulu. Um, I think they still have the first season up on there. Uh, it's definitely on there. So if you if you don't mind subtitles uh, uh, versus the dub, go ahead check it out. It's a it's a great series filled with some outside of uh, Satsuma being one of the fun character the, the main character. Um, there are other fun little superhero tropes. Is and, it based on a, a manga? Yeah, it is. One Punch Man manga. That's probably where I've heard of it then. Yeah. It's also been announced that Dragon Ball Z Super will be making its English language debut in late November, which I'm very excited about because awesome. that is going awesome. So I've heard good. only good things about Dude, that. It's really good. I've, I've been watching it subtitled, and the whole black storyline, Goku Black, that they have now is really cool. Uh, one thing, we are now in a bit of a show hole, as they call it, with Game of Thrones and Flash gone. Uh, so here at Get Your Geek On, we want to make sure you guys are still getting fresh content weekly. So we are going to be picking up two new shows to start reviewing next week if you want to join us. And that is the new TBS comedy, Wrecked, which is uh, basically if Lost was a comedy, it's a bunch of great people on the show, but Reese Darby, by far, is a scene stealer on this show. And then the other one is going to be Mr. Robot. Season 2 premieres tonight, actually. And uh, it's a really, really great like cyber-based hacking crime drama show. It's, it's really unique, very original. Uh, so those will be two shows we'll be reviewing until CW and everything else kicks back on. Uh, one bit of the continuing in the anime theme is it was announced they are making a standalone animated Avatar movie of an adult Aang adventure. 
future, which is very interesting mm-hmm. to see. Uh, I don't know what the storyline is going to be, anything else like that. They just released a promotional graphic. But as someone that was a big fan of the Aang Avatar series, I'm excited to see that coming up. Were either of you guys big? Yeah, no, I was but, a huge Avatar and Legend of Korra uh, fan. I was by far way more on Aang. Than, yeah, no, than the, I mean, it was it was nice. This, and if you haven't seen their recent work, they did do the new Voltron series on Netflix. Okay. And so if you haven't seen that. I haven't watched that yet. I was never a Voltron guy. I was always a Power yeah. Ranger guy, so yeah, Voltron it, was never my here. Just due to my age, I was, I, due to my age, I was a big Voltron fan, and I had, I had, you know, when I was young. Really, is the new really, series any good? It, it's good because they bring that, they bring that, um, the the same things that the humor that you got from Legend of Korra and uh, the Avatar Last Airbender, you get that in here, and I think they've worked a good formula talking about, uh, especially for those with you know nostalgia, talking about the fact that you have the Voltrons. They talk about the lions. Um, they actually made the princess not look human, and so it's like the you know the aliens. And so it's a, a, is it a full on reboot? It's a full on reboot. Oh, cool! It's a full on reboot with the guys who did Avatar, and so. Um, so you have some of the similar voice acting, uh, some of the similar humor. Uh, you actually have the voice cast. I'm trying to remember um, the guy from. Uh, he's in the he play, uh, he can see spirits. It's a Hulu series with Cal Penn. Um, Sorry to interrupt you there. Uh, we do have breaking news, thankfully. Uh, that's why we keep the app here. Apparently, John Schnapp, uh, the guy who directed uh, What If the Death of Superman Lives, uh, was reporting on a podcast this week, and so our insiders at Collider that Marvel and Fox are expected to announce a Fantastic Four partnership at Comic-Con. It's uh, highly rumored at this point, uh, but he says that everyone that he knows in the business says that the deal is done. That's one of the reasons why they've killed off the X-Men, which is one of the things that we're going to touch right now, is that uh, the October solicitations, those of you that read comic books and know previews go out usually six months in advance, things like that. October solicitations indicate Marvel has completely eradicated the X-Men. There will no longer be any X-Men titles whatsoever carried on. Three X-Men will carry on through Marvel series. Series, their Beast, Storm, and a Young Cyclops will be carried on into other smaller what? Avengers titles, but there will no longer be, not even the Death of X storyline that they were planning on doing, X-Men has been completely wiped. I'm guessing Beast is going to be part of the Inhumans. But, I mean, we got to touch out, we have to talk about the Fantastic Four announcement. That's I so mean, exciting that to would me. Be Fantastic Four is one of my favorites. A massive announcement if that does come through at Comic-Con. There's been talk of this forever, but I mean, I... <clears throat> John Schnapp's a pretty reliable source. Collider is a pretty reliable source. I mean, Collider's a very reliable source for us. And if they're reporting it, they don't tend to report just conjecture and things like that. That could be serious. serious. I mean, that would that would be a seriously good thing. For that's an Infinity War game changer, right there. Yeah, Doctor Doom is around then. That means that's that means that that that, mean, that that that's goes what, that goes back to what I said a few weeks ago. Secret Invasion is gonna happen. It's gonna happen. You're gonna love it. <laughs> That's got to be the next one. That's got to be the yeah, next I'm thing. I'm on board with you. That's huge. That's, wow. But speaking of the X-Men here, uh, it wasn't announced that Fox is picking up an X-Men series. Uh, the Hellfire series was apparently scrapped, which I'm glad because I wasn't yeah. really I don't really care about anyway, Even Club. Legion, the one they're doing at FX, I'm not really excited don't care about that. that. Either. Uh, but so this X-Men series is being picked up. It follows a, uh, a child and their parents who discovers his powers, and they're being hunted by the government, and they join an underground faction of mutants to basically try to hide and survive. Uh, 
we'll see what they do with that. I don't really have high hopes for X Men on TV. It just doesn't lend itself to television very well. It's too special effects. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I think also it takes away what's special about the movies to begin with. So it, it oversaturation won't help. Um, so if you have this TV sp- series, much like we're talking about with the uh, the Flash versus what we see in the in the DC universe, it's you're going to have these comparisons, and it's not going to help your product. And we got a bunch of first looks this week, which we'll get even more next week for Comic-Con. But our first look at Valkyrie uh, from the Thor Ragnarok set. Our first look at Mark Ruffalo and Thor himself, Chris Hemsworth, on the set. Really looking forward to seeing how that's going. Uh, and earlier today, we got our first look at Pennywise from the It remake. Uh, not really excited for that at all. But I think he looks cool, though. It, he does look cool, but, I mean, once you've seen one killer clown, you've kind of seen them all. Yeah. I mean, it's really kind and there's of nothing killer, really There's cool nothing more funny than the killer clown from outer space. Well, speaking of a killer clown that we (laughs) are excited to see, that is Mark Hamill in The Killing Joke, which we are only two short weeks away from. Uh, But he also spoke today that he is, quote-unquote, not done with the Joker yet. No, he shouldn't be. So hopefully that they might have more animated movies planned down the line for him. I think that this is going to do a big theatrical run. Like, it's one of those one-night-only things, but they did the same thing with Dragon Ball Resurrection of Frieza last year. Yeah. They ran it for a night, and it was so big that they ran it for a week after that. I They just added 300 screens to Killing Joke. Obviously, it added to our theater. So, very excited for this, but I think this movie's going to do big. An R-rated, like, animated movie of this classic of a storyline, mm-hmm. it's going to draw a crowd. Yeah. Which I think, if this does, it bodes well for more theatrical releases of DC animated movies. And, I mean, we Obviously, have all preached our love for these before. Yeah, but this could really change the game for that aspect. Of I it. think that I think it would. I think it's a good idea on DC's part. I really do. I think putting this out there and making it happen and letting the fans enjoy it because I know, uh, I know it takes a while for some of their stuff to get on to uh, on demand services right. at least for me. But um, they really are theatrical. I mean, think yeah, about the past great. DC movies. I would pay to see most of those in theaters. Like they're Absolutely. really good movies. Absolutely. I mean, and you figure you could, they pump one a year out anyway. That's instant theatrical money. That that you can just pump out there. And it, it's a great experience, but I'm really excited to see what they're going to be doing uh, with this one here. Now, Robert, uh, anything that you wanted to touch on as far as uh, your subject? I know we're moving along a little bit quickly. Here. Well, uh, move along quickly. I did want to talk about on some more other DC news. The countdown yeah. to Suicide Squad begins. And so that's we just put up our uh, standee weeks, right? at work. Just and a couple it's like, weeks. Uh, yeah, we're 20 days, I think. 20 days away. So we're under just under a month away from having that start i'm i'm really excited for this movie because i think it was just super fun it, really it looks fun it. but uh and news that i've been hearing about the character the portrayal of batman mostly when we see batman from it's POV. it's like it's from his perspective from batman's perspective from batman when we see batman and batman movies it's from his perspective we're seeing it from his point of view uh through some so of the scenes sympathetic he's, a lot, right? yeah, sympathetic. sympathetic from this perspective we're now going to get to see the terror to criminals that he is so in those harley quinn scenes with joker now we're going to see it's like oh crap batman's coming and he's terrifying and he's terrifying yeah and so it's going to be good to see it from that particular perspective because you see that and i mean there's been a couple of uh like nightmare batman or hell bat batman uh where he's just there and coming after you and so i want to see how that comes out on screen from that uh for the actors and that interaction I mean, Batman and Batman v Superman, in the scenes where he wasn't interacting with people, he was pretty terrifying. Like when he's just hiding in the corner of the of the room or on the like the security footage where he just drops down and picks that guy up yeah. and sucks him back to the roof. That's pretty scary. Did you stuff. guys watch the Ultimate Edition yet? Yeah. No. 
I, I watched What'd it. What do you yeah. think? I thought it was way better. An amazing movie, Robert. Yeah, we're getting it's a it. Good like, movie. I'm just burning you a copy, and you're watching it for next week. No, <laughs> it was really it's good. It's not a joke. Like you would, you wouldn't no, think I've like heard... 30 minutes could change a movie that much, but it really does. And like Zack Snyder did not deserve the hate. Like that's his version of the movie, and yeah. you you absolutely have to respect. Yeah, it. Yeah, I take a lot back from the hate that I spewed before because, I mean, the theatrical version. I mean, it was pretty bad. If anything, but... they should learn the lesson that let him release his version of Justice League. Don't. Do that to him again because it, it shows you what a studio can really do. It was really, well, really it, good. It takes a studio to mess these. A lot of these movies that we see, what we saw when you hear about the the death and life of Superman with Nick Cage. Oh, that could have been such a good film, but then we saw what happened when your studio is like, yeah, we got to micromanage. And this, if, and I haven't seen it yet, so I'll take your guys' word for it, and I'll, I'll go look at it. If you let a guy put out what he's good at doing, Zach Snyder is a good director. Let him put out a good movie and people will enjoy it. You know, don't worry about time. It's, it's just that 30 minutes with... makes it cohesive and yeah. it shows motivation. Like, it, you actually sure. get the the, the yeah. missing gaps of, like, oh, why is he reacting like this and why are things like that? It's just not well, as yeah, choppy. Luther's, as exp- Luther's plan is explained. Which it never was in the movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, the Lois Lane storyline that just drops out halfway through the movie yeah. is resolved. Washed out, yeah. It, it's just, it's so much better. And even the Jenna Malone character that was cut out, she's kind of pointless, but her scenes added so much information to like what Lois was doing. So it made so much more sense just to not cut that stuff out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's also like on the subject of studios interjecting, that's pretty much what happened with Josh Trank's Fantastic Four movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he claims exactly. he had a good cut and then the studios destroyed it. And yeah, because I mean, were... he's gone now. Josh Trank has disappeared. Really? <laughs> he's he went gone. from being directing a Star Wars movie to now just Yeah, and he made Chronicle, and I really liked Chronicle a lot. <laughs> Chronicle's one of my favorite like superhero movies ever. Me I, too. I was so pumped about the from the moment the first trailer dropped. Yeah, that like, movie's have, really awesome. It really is, and I was I was so disappointed they never made the sequel. Um, have you ever heard the description of the sequel too? Yeah, by, it was basically the Landis. world's first supervillain rising. Awesome. Yeah, it would have been really cool, and it was a female too. It yeah. would have been a girl that was affected by it. Uh, Robert, what was next on yours? Uh, well, we talked about most of the Marvel stuff, so we talked about the X Men. Uh, I am looking for we talked about uh, the X-Men series I'm not on top of that uh, the, the Thor Ragnarok and Spider-Man Homecoming photos I don't know if anybody's seen it but Tom Holland Chris Hemsworth and Mark Ruffalo have been posting a lot on social media and I think it's kind of good for the industry because it's one you don't have these major set leaks yeah the stars it's official it, set leaks it's like it's like hey you know here's me in the costume or you know uh, Tom Holland especially he has a lot of these fun things what he's doing at uh what he's doing for Spider-Man, whether it's like, hey, it's raining on the set today. And I think it's nice to bring that uh, aspect of just, hey, we're doing this. and it's Tom Holland is just awesome. awesome. And I heard an interview with Chris Evans where he was talking about when they were casting Spider-Man or potential Spider-Mens, they, uh, they, would, they would have all these people come in and do reads with Chris Evans in front of the studio execs. And then... When Tom Holland came on, he runs into the room and does like a double flip and landed like Spider Man. Mm-hmm. And they just, they were like, that's him. Yep, that's it. That's, that's so awesome. awesome. Yep. And he's a gymnast, so he gets to like yeah. climb up to high places and take selfies. Yeah. And it just looks neat. I'm really excited for Spider Man Homecoming. One year away. One year away. One year. Exciting. Outside of that, uh, the only thing was Comic Con predictions, but I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Well, Comic Con, I mean, 
at this point, it's sad that Justice League's not going to be there with an so That's not officially be announced? Yeah, there's no Justice League panel to schedule that's so, without. That's such a missed opportunity. Well, I don't know, but uh, we're going to get a Doctor Strange panel, which is one of the ones that I'm really excited for. Uh, we're going to get a Guardians of the Galaxy 2 panel, another one. That we'll, maybe I, a trailer. You, 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 there's no way they're not going there with a trailer. The movie's wrapped. I mean, they, yeah. they have to have something put together. Uh, I mean, other than that, Fantastic Beasts is one of the big ones that I'm excited to get a, uh, a panel for they that one there. panel? Which, uh, speaking of Fantastic Beasts and Harry Potter, all Barnes and Nobles are doing midnight releases for Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, July 31st, the official eighth book. So definitely get out there. If you've never been to a Harry Potter midnight release party, they're an amazing experience. Uh, but I just want to announce next week we will be giving away a copy of the Cursed Child here on the podcast. Oh, I hope I win. So stay tuned to a very special trivia question. When does question that come out? That comes out July 31st. Uh, so we will be giving away a copy to one of our fabulous listeners and we will each be coming up with a very specific Harry Potter themed question if you answer one or all three you will win a copy of the book so very excited for that uh, we will be serving up an extra large episode next week for San Diego Comic Con something makes up for kind of the short episode this week we're just kind of gearing up and getting ready for all the news it's going to because it's just going to be a nerdgasm of news next week really excited about that uh, one thing we didn't get to touch on last week for Anthony and I was our artist spotlight we had wanted to talk about Peter Tomasi uh, especially with some of the great new Green Lantern stuff coming out. Uh, lots of great new stuff from DC's Rebirth. Uh, we try to focus on artists every week that we can on AC, on DC. And I know, Anthony, you had put together a little yeah, bit. I, I know mean, it's I throwing you on the spot. Anymore, well, no, uh, just basically, just to tell its favorite piece. Peter Tomasi is a really good writer, and uh, he's usually working with his best friend, Patrick Gleason, who is now writing and doing artwork. Right now, they're working on the new Superman Rebirth book, which is Have huge you guys been reading that? Yeah, it's really, really like, good. Like, now with his kid debuting yeah, last it's week? It's really like, awesome. Oh, it's yeah. insanely... Dude, you gotta jump on. They're only at issue two. Yeah. They did, uh, let's see, they did Batman and Robin. They also ran alongside Jeff Johns' Green Lantern run doing Green Lantern Core, yep. which was really awesome. That's the strongest core has ever been. Like, that's oh, absolutely. As as, like, the Green Lantern Core... The title had never been better than when Peter Tomasi and Patrick Gleason were and doing And that's why it. I have his respect is because the writing for that whole 10-year block of Green Lantern was just so amazing. And for so all the titles, for all the Lantern titles, they were all Everything across the board, and he had his hand in a lot of them. And uh, he had his hand in Blackest Night and Brightest Day yeah, as well. Yeah, he used to be, a, he was the Batman editor for years and years until he started writing it. He wrote the Blackest Night Batman issues. I like that, I mean, we were all kind of skeptical here when we heard DC's rebirth and that they were trimming down from 52 titles to 28. I mean, you think Rebirth's the best thing that's happened to comic books in the last 10 it years. It really is. Like, if you're not jumping on it yet, I mean, it's still early enough with them going by monthly. But I mean, we're excited to leave here and go grab Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, and the new, episode, new Flash, issue of the Flash. Wonder like, Woman. It's so exciting to have that every two weeks. We've never really had that. I mean, we had Countdown to New 52, which was cool to have that weekly and things like that. Sure. But I mean, to have that every two-week storyline, I really like that turnover rate. But there's such quality writing right now where it's like, the su- I haven't followed a Superman story in years. It's been like, a long time. That, let alone added it to my poll list. And yeah. I was literally, I'm flipping through those pages. Like, And the artwork's incredible. Patrick it, Gleason's really outdone himself. Dude, just the, like, even the little parts with his kid trying to hone the heat vision. Yeah. Just each panel, there's no words. I'm it's excited literally for, just what him is trying it? To, Super Sons? Is that what it's called? Yes. With Damien and little John Kent? It's gonna be, it, it, what they're setting up here is just an amazing two-year run. And if they adapt any of the live-action stuff to these storylines, it's gonna make magical television or movies. 
So really excited. But yeah, definitely jump on that. Uh, Tomasi's got his hand in Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, doesn't he? Which one's he on? He's involved in one of them. He's either on Lanterns or Hal. I don't think he's on Lanterns, so it might be, be Hal Jordan. Hal, I'll have to check out the, the credits for I think for he's that only doing today. like a six-issue stint on it. He's helping get it started there. Well, but good. Just, he knows I'm, those characters better than most people in DC. And especially with Hal now launching the whole new Sinestro Corps, it's very exciting to see what they're doing with that. Um, but, I mean, relatively short episode this week. That wraps it up for anything that I really had here. I mean, Anthony, is there anything you wanted to touch on or anything you want to no, let us no, know? No, really. Are you looking forward to for Comic-Con? I'm looking forward to all of Comic-Con. I'm very excited. It's always just like nerd news Christmas for it's me. It's the only thing that I ever follow live blogs, like dudes that are literally yeah. like in Hall H live typing the panels of what's going on and stuff like that. Really excited. Unfor- I'm really disappointed that Justice League's not going to be there. I'm not surprised. I think they're trying to save that. I really do. I don't, you I, do I, have I, another Comic-Con before. The movie. You have another co- comic? Co- well, no, dude. Yeah, do, they do. They do. Yeah, next okay. week, next July. Uh, this November. Okay, just asleep. Oh, yeah. that's right. So they do have time. So then you just uh, win next comic. I, I think the reason why they don't want to do that is they don't want to take away from Suicide Squad. So if you do that, true, it would yeah, take all the butter. Yeah, but what can Suicide Squad show us at Comic Con that we haven't already? No, seen? You, you take away from the press and everything that you're gonna. Okay. So you you don't want to you you don't want to have that press junket going in and talking about Justice League because then everybody's gonna be thinking about Justice League and oh yeah, there's Suicide Squad coming. Out into you know, and you know, less than a month. Yeah, and everybody was it like, just okay. takes the butter out of yeah. Out of so, it. you know, good a good PR guy is going to say, you know, push this back. We have a Comic Con to build up the hype. Let's focus on uh, Su- Suicide Squad. You think mm-hmm. maybe we'll see a Wonder Woman trailer? Yeah, oh, absolutely. You, you will. You definitely will. Need a Wonder Woman trailer. Mm-hmm. We'll see at least the first synopsis and everything, which I'm really excited. Yeah, for. I don't have the synopsis. Could you tell me what it okay, is? Okay, so this, uh, let's. I can pull up the official synopsis if you want. But basically, it's Wonder Woman is training on Themyscira and things like that. It's their whole world, and an American pilot, Steve Trevor, crash lands on the island. Played by Chris Pine. about the the World Captain War One that's going on about this war between the entire planet, and uh, she's torn and eventually decides to join him and go out into the world and embrace her destiny and help. Steve Trevor, stop the I'm war. assuming. Correct. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's exciting to see what uh, they're doing I mean, with gonna that. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm a huge Wonder Woman fan. It's going to be awesome. Absolutely. Um, and one thing that we do want to add here to the podcast is, is try to add in a movie review every week. Uh, so we are going to be reviewing Ghostbusters next week, which is getting much more positive reviews than we thought here. I mean, uh, that movie, for the hate that it was getting, and I, you ruined my childhood and this and that, it's running at like 80% on Rotten Tomatoes right really? now. Oh, yeah. and it's it's. I read it, the script, and I wasn't super impressed. I read like the leaked script. Yeah, but weeks ago. is it real? You can- it's. Re- I mean, it by all accounts, it's pretty real from everything that I've heard about the movie. I mean, Robert, you got to have an opinion on this. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to say I'm one of those guys who's you know raising the pitchforks and the torches <laughs> for the. It's I'm not. With you. I. I it, it's a part of my childhood. It's one of those things where I. It, at times, I think it's a cheap cash in, but I'm not going to. I'm not. You know, ha- I don't have beef with the all female cast. I just think that. It's a gimmick. Yeah, and I'm not too particularly fond of the two leads anyways. Like, I'm not a huge Kristen Wiig fan or Melissa McCarthy. See, I love Melissa McCarthy. I think Melissa McCarthy is fun. I like Kristen Wiig. I just think the idea is that you have it so close, and the guys are still so near, like Ray, Ray, uh, Egon, uh, the stance. 
And those characters are all so near and dear to our hearts. It was that first movie, the State Park. I really just wish. I think it would have been so much better if it was just Ghostbusters three. Well, and it wasn't like a full on reboot. Well, I mean, the, the, the their window has passed. I mean, like I it, guess. I mean, it doesn't need to have the same cast. It could be like people that find the Ghostbusters house and all the equip yeah. the equipment. Well, I mean, needless like to that. say, it's it's going to divide fans. But that's one of the great things about the podcast here is we all have our differences of opinions. I think adding some sort of movie review aspect will be really. Cool yeah, that. I agree with that. And I just want to say, while you're out there, great movie this week. While we're waiting for some of the big summer releases, is Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, the, uh, the R-rated comedy with the guy from Workaholics and Zach Efron. It was a hilarious movie. Which one and, from Workaholics? The, uh, the Adam Devine. short guy. Yeah, yeah, Adam. And then if you're looking for a great indie movie, The Hunt for the Wilder People uh, by director Taika Waititi, who's directing Thor Ragnarok from um, What We Do in the Shadows as well. Amazing movie starring Sam Neill and this uh, young unknown New Zealand kid. Really, really hilarious movies. Uh, but I think that is going to wrap us up here this week for the Get Your Geek On podcast. Definitely stay tuned next week for everything covering Comic-Con and our Ghostbusters review as well, and also that Harry Potter giveaway. Uh, so wrapping things up this week, I'm Charles Kiewatz. Robert Dokes. Anthony Arsenio. And we will see you guys at Comic-Con Bye. Bye. Get your freak on. Get your freak on.